Hello, episode 17 here of The Legend of PJ Famicom. Let's go ahead and call this season 2, episode 1, since it's been so long since my last episode. I was being very reliable for a while, and I know people like that. Gravitating to things that easily plug into their routines. Trusting that new content will be available to engage them when they expect it because art is easiest to consume when it's less noticeable. Then it can be easily taken for granted, which is something I don't want for any of my work, when I'm sharing so many of my secret thoughts and special memories. Also, I'm sure you know, I have a lot of emotional baggage as a musician. My whole life has been dictated by my need to play music, for the things I make to be better, for the people in my life to know what I can do. But I have a lot of other things that I want to do. Too many things I want to do. So let's see if I can commit to one season a year, 12 episodes. That's fair. Our first song today is called Whatever You Saw from The Wandering Floret, Part 5. I wanted this style of song to be somewhat definitive for Super Famicom with lyrics more like a short poem than a pop-rock song full of woe-ohs. The music would build and jam out in surprising ways without taking us too far from the focus. Because after all, I wanted to play these songs live, and short songs are easy to put on a set list. Long build-ups are cool, but it's not like I was going to do one live. My audience was probably already talking about something they'd just drunkenly thought of while I sing about my deepest emotions. Hell, that's probably what's going on right now. The deeply emotional lyrics of this song are fairly thematic of my life in 2008. Every day I missed my friends in the Midwest. I never forgot how highly they seemed to regard me. Every day my confidence suffered without them. And almost every song was a letter to them. Let's hear the song. Whatever you saw... I was now 
Our second song today is called More Lost Than Ever Found from The Inside Voices. It's track 11 on the journey to the center of myself, right before things start to get very confusing. I had a really great time making little songs with Chase's 88-key digital keyboard. It was the kind of thing you'd buy yourself promising to take piano lessons, but instead using the light-up keys to learn My Heart Will Go On by Celine Dion. Since then, coming up with songs with just a multi-track recorder and keyboard hasn't happened so smoothly. Maybe I expended all of the obvious ideas and need to really learn how to play. This jam, though, I think it's pretty fun, deserving to be made into a video game song someday. Maybe I'll do a stylish remake and put it on the next episode. Or a future episode. I don't want to get your hopes up, or feel like a fool thinking I got your hopes up. We've still got a lot of songs to go through on this show. Hundreds. So on with it, let us get. This jam, let us rock. From The Inside Voices by Super Famicom. More lost than ever found. song today, which I'm sorry about, is a very long instrumental. It's called Rain's Rain from my 2010 album The Bottom. The title refers to my friend Rain Harrington. It was going to be a series of songs like Rain's Rain, R-E-I-G-N, his rulership, then respectively Rain's Rain, like R-A-N-E, his possession of his personal version of himself, and starting with Rain's Rain, like rain falling from the sky. That was Wilson's idea, initially. At the time, Wilson Newman of My Bicycle Emergency was living at 165 MLK instead of somewhere more civilized like his house in Winchester, Illinois. I'd been working 10 hours a week at Madre's Baja Tacos, and he was likely unemployed. So we were destitute. One time, my band The Douche Crew opened for The Queers at Jackrabbits in Jacksonville. Most of my friends rode with Wilson and got Taco Bell after the gig. 
I had just played perhaps the most prestigious show of my life and couldn't afford to eat Taco Bell. My $37 rent had to get paid. That's how sad I was. In hindsight, I shouldn't have splurged on the three PBRs I had at the gig. Rain. He had it made. He did shipping and pro builds at the road bike outlet, and he hooked it up when we needed it. Wilson and I and most of our severely underemployed gang did some work at the warehouse. I'm talking about $10 an hour and Domino's Pizza. Buying canned coffees from the Asian grocery store. I'm talking about smoking Winston's money. One time in the warehouse, we were listening to Weed Eater or some heavy stoner thing like that. Our boss Brian said, if that's what we like to listen to, it's surprising we didn't kill ourselves. I probably should have killed myself. It's funny to be in your 30s and know you'll never be as hip as you were when you were 25. And to most of the fans you used to have, you're living the rest of your life in the shadow of the dumbass you used to be. While here you are, wiser taking better care of yourself and being generally better at everything than you've ever been. And all you wanted was to make them proud, to keep them from giving up on you, since you never were very important outside of the scene. Some kid from somewhere would ask you to play a show in his nowhere town, and on your next tour you would go there. You'd make $40, so you went back, and then all your friends went and played there and got their own $40. But eventually the scene died. There's a part toward the end of this song, Rain's Rain. I used to sing it like this. It was a bad idea, so I ran with it. Going through my life decisions, knowing I'd been stupid, knowing I'd given too much to the ones I loved, out of desperation. Telling you lyrics that didn't even make it into the song. What if we were at work together and I told you lyrics to an unrecorded song of mine? Would you forget? I wouldn't forget. Rain's rain.
Our fourth song today is called Perpetuating the Entwash from my 2014 album In Spades. It's about the pain of holding out on someone you love, knowing that for a moment you can make their life a little easier, but you are setting boundaries and you feel empathy. Is there a name for that? I don't know. Musically, I do really like how this song turned out. I like the whole focused feel on the In Spades album, like a very melodic post-punk band that didn't really exist. I don't know what style it is, though. It didn't matter. At the time, I'd be playing solo to whoever showed up early or stuck around late. None of them heard my tapes. I felt like it was all folk punk to them, while all the cool rockers loaded onto the stage, none of them needing to learn more than one instrument, all of them trying to play pretty much the exact same thing at the exact same time, making sure it rocks. Perpetuating the Entwash. last song today is called Dirty Sleeves from my 2009 album Perilous. I still play the opening riff when I pick up my acoustic, fulfilling the truth that you can make ambient music with just notes and chords. It feels like a secret. You don't need delay pedals or fuzz pedals or synthesizers. 
Those things are cool, though. One time at a show, my friend Brian Lugo asked me to play Dirty Sleeves. I was very flattered how my friend from Gainesville had the time of day to remember any of my songs, in the sense that they were individual songs, and not part of a set they weren't really paying attention to because I was just a St. Augustine loser with no money and no scene cred. So I always think of Brian when I play this song. The lyrics are about my friend who I really liked. She was hooking up with one of my roommates. I wondered if she chose him because he had the weed and I didn't. I thought we had something. We shared deep feelings. We shared self-loathing and cynicism. We weren't ever going to find real love. By Super Famicom, this is Dirty Sleeves. Next week we're going to listen to songs from Texas, The Diamond Rainbow, Memories on Index Cards, P.S. If the answer is no, then try to forget I ever asked, and The Wandering Floret Part 3. Thanks for listening. Bye.